welcome guys and welcome to my channel once again it's Tabitha's house with Dr. Yemisi today I'm excited I'm very much excited um I have somebody with me it's it's I'm 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 just excited and we're going to um today we're talking about something really important um it's called identity and I understand that the word identity is deeper than what we think it is um, a lot of us show up or are defined by what we think our identity is or the ignorance of who our identity is. I have a super duper 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 super guest. I have coach in the house. Um, I've been a product of his platform. Um, he's been a blessing to myself and a whole lot of people that I know. It's going to be an exciting time. Uh, we're going to learn, like I always say, this is a platform to heal, to learn, to find yourself again and to impact. Um, let's go on. So welcome, welcome, um, Coach Doctor Larry Obushola. You know, I, I've, I've changed your name to Doc. You know, <laughs> I know, yeah, right? I've changed your name to Doc. So welcome, Doc. You Thank know, you. I'm so happy. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for giving me this time. Thank you for bringing your wealth of knowledge, experience. Um, I'm humbled. Thank, thank you. you. I'm humbled. Um, <laughs> thank you for deciding to interview me. Um, this is one of the things that I love doing the most, um, answering questions. Mm. I just absolutely love it. Mm. So I'll try not you. to break. I'll try not to break. I'll try. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm also a listener. I'll try my best not to break. Okay. But like I said before, I have a surprise for you. So I'm just going to share the surprise with everyone. So a few years ago, 2013 to be precise, um, I think I just settled back home in Nigeria, had a job and um, on at work, one day at work, I was introduced to um, coach, um, the catalyst, Doc. And um, for whatever reason, the person who had introduced me to him, proud to when he came into the clinic, I think we we're expecting you to come in, you're called and say you're coming in. And he, he just kept on talking about this person that was coming, he's such a blessing, he's this, he's that. And I think a few years before that, my boss who introduced me to you had been a on on saying, yeah, he had been on same platform and he said he kept saying he changed his life, it put dreams in him and all of that. So we're expecting we're already expecting you to come. Mm. So when you came in, very simple but very fashionable <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, this is the person that was my first time. Is it the person he's, you're talking about? He said, oh, yes, and he talked and talked and talked. To cut the long story short, after you left, I went to meet him and I said, oh, I want to have a meeting with him. And in his office there, he just called and put you on speaker and said, oh, I'm sending one of my daughters, blah, 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 my staff. And then your PA at that time gave me a time to come. I remember he was a guy. And uh, he gave me a time to come and I came to your office. And after I my long story, um, the conversation with you was very short. He gave me this book, Outliers, mm. and said, go and read this book. That was, that's, that's the only thing I can remember from the short conversation. Wow. Go and read this book, The Outliers. I think I talked and talked, you asked me a few questions. You just sat down and listening. And then you just said, go and read this book. And this was in 2013. And um, recently this year, I reached out to you to say I wanted, I was starting a, a podcast to just talk about things that I felt would impact people. 
And um, a few weeks ago, I was arranging my stuff, and guess what I saw? The book. The book. Wow. And I'm like, oh, this is a sign. <laughs> <laughs> but why is this book very important to me? I, I said to you earlier that this was the book that started to trigger something in me. Um, I think on the journey of becoming or that movement from teenage to, um, let's say, adulthood, you begin to realize that we're not all equal. Um, there are certain factors that you define people's success by as you find yourself. So for me at that time, I think subconsciously I said, one of the people why people one of the reasons why people can be successful is because they are Christians and God will favor them. Mm. Um, another group of people leverage good families, fortune, some other people's skill and talent, um, some other people hard work. I, ha- I just had different boxes that I decided I'd, I'd probably just felt like this is how people attain success. Mm. But at some point, I was also seeing that it wasn't adding up, you know, because I would see some artisans that I knew worked for my parents, extremely hardworking, extremely talented, but they, they were not the ones that were being celebrated in that field. Or I would hear of someone who, or I know certain people who I feel like are very prayerful, mm. very prayerful. I feel like these people are actually real. You know, I, want, rather, I would even want them to pray for me because I feel like God will hear them faster than he will hear me. But certain things in their life, certain... Um, like all the weaknesses or events will make me feel like it's not adding up. And that was where this book um, came in. And I think the book for me was reading about real life people, real life stories of people that had been successes and something that what made all of them stand out of the crowd. I think that's what started to ignite um, certain things inside of me. But I will tell you, it, I read this book in 2013, but it didn't start to make sense. Honestly, it didn't make any sense till probably two, three years well, after. after. I read it. I read it like beginning to end, but it didn't make any sense till life started to mm. happen, maturity events. That's when I started to realize, oh, you know. So that's, that's one of the reasons, wow. yeah, I'm excited to have you. So Thank let me you. just jump into it. Um, over time, I realized that identity is who you are. But the challenge with that is a lot of us don't know who we are until later on. A lot of us never even find out who we are. Um, a lot of us define ourselves based on what other people have defined us to be. A lot of us, our identities are based on religion. At some point, I started to question morals based on religion or showing up under a religious um, definition because I realized that our religion was different from our humanity. So you have, in quotes, people who are speaking in tongues, casting the devil, but you see some other character traits, and you're like, wow, woo. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So um, I just I realized that it was um, all the big box was identity. So many things. When you talk about self-esteem, um, I joined your class on imposter syndrome last year. Um, I think it was one of your master classes. Yeah. Is it emotions, um, triggers, anger, traumas, chasing your dreams, and even the real intent why you're chasing a dream? It's actually embedded in identity. So, am I chasing this dream to get validation from the public? Am I chasing this dream to cover a fear? Or am I chasing this dream 
or being as performance driven as I am. This is even a personal journey because of fear or because I need to live up to a standard or because I really believe I am called for this and I am living my authentic self, you know? So the big box for me, I have realized, especially for women in this environment, in how we've grown um, culture, I, I personally believe that the big box of finding who you are, of living your authentic life, is under finding your true identity. So that's what that's that's where I am. And who 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 better else in the world, <laughs> you know, than have you talk about it? Right. Thank you very much, um, Doctor Yamasi. And you know, I mean, it's quite surprising. And quite a number of people, you know, share these kinds of stories with me. Wow. Unfortunately, I don't remember. Nice. There's a lot of things, all the reasons why. Um, because I just subject myself to being fully present when I'm with people. Mm, and, and, and I get out of the way. And I, le I let God do what he wants to do or say what he wants to say. So mm -hmm. I, God must have said to me that what she needs is the book, The Outlier. Because it's not a Christian book. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not a Christian it's book. A research, it's a research-based book about people mm. and how people, you know, have become outstanding in different fields. Yeah, I miss the noise of this different ages, day. when you are born at a certain time, it influences the things that influence you to become outstanding. So I can't, for the life of me, I can't understand that. But you know what? Over the years, I've learned to trust Holy Spirit, mm. or what some people call your intuition, or your gut feeling. Um, another very vital thing that you said as you were talking was um, success. Yeah. How you had put success under certain categories, mm. um, and you've come to find out that mm, it's not necessarily so. You know, there's not one definition of what success, success is. is. Mm. There's none. Mm. Success for me and you and everybody in this world is different. different. And um, and I was also puzzled. You know, what is success, and and why are people successful, and why are people not successful? And so. For the last 10, 15 years of my life, I started to study the world's most successful people. Wow. From Warren Buffett to Bill Gates to Tony Lumilu to Aliko Dangote to Beyonce to Jay-Z, Michael Jackson, um, you know, Prince. I studied, I studied, you know, I What's studied. What's the secret? Yeah. I found 50. 50? Yes. Wow. 50 common secrets and principles so i concluded that the secret of success lies in the principles mm. so success is an outcome when you follow certain principles whether you're a christian, a christian. whether you are a hindu mm. whether you hate god whether you're a thief mm. whether you're a murderer if you follow those principles you'll be successful wow. in any chosen field of endeavor. And so I began to put those 50 secrets together in a program that I call The Awakening. Mm. And so 
I began to teach those principles. Um, and a book is coming out, The 50 Secrets of the World's Most Successful. Well, congratulations, sir. Thank you very much. And guess what the first principle is? What do you hear? Identity. Interesting. Says the Holy Spirit is yes. one. The number one secret of success. Identity. Identity. Hmm. Successful people have very strong brands, very strong names, and very strong identities. And their name defines a field. Mm. So if I say Bill Gates, we know we're talking Microsoft. It's a very powerful name and identity that will be in existence even after he's gone. Yeah. Steve Jobs is gone. Apple still stands. That's yeah. a very powerful, powerful identity. You know, one thing that I, one problem I have with many Christians is ignorance. You don't like knowledge. The one that they even read, they don't even understand it. You know, knowledge is simply information. Everybody has access to information. Mm. It does nothing for you. But you have to have understanding, insight, and wisdom mm. for information to be of value to you. So we're talking identity, right? God said it in the Bible. He says a good name is better than silver and gold. Mm. A good name, good name is your identity. It's a good brand. Mm. You know, one of the most profound, profound teachings of Christ is when he went to meet his disciples. They had been with him for three years. Then he says to them, who do men? Say, uh, say that you know you said that earlier and uh, just like you said um knowledge so sometimes we see things but it takes another level of insight or light to make you understand what he was saying because if you even follow that passage they were not talking about anything regarding oh people don't believe in you or that in, in quotes there was nothing to warrant him asking that question but so if i follow how the storyline or how matthew mark who, who if you follow how they wrote it out you see that he in, he started that conversation yes. intentionally yes. so it was like starting up the topic of a conversation identity. identity he wanted to teach them because the principle is very powerful how are they going to start a how are they going to live life after him when he's gone, without understanding the number one principle. Mm. Now, and, I, and I'm going to break it down in a very, you know, very simple way. So he says to, the, to them, who do men say that I am? Hmm. They started to think. Some say that. Some say, hmm. who do you? You who, is, who spend time with me. Say that I am. And then Peter says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus made the most profound statement. He taught the most profound lesson. He says, flesh and blood has not revealed it to you. Wow. But my father in heaven. So if you want to know your identity. You have to go back to your maker. 
Are you sure we won't start doing Shambara Shambara here? <laughs> wow! Yeah, you were, you know, um, wow. the phone, the iPhone 13 does not determine his identity. Steve Jobs and the whole manufacturers at Apple, they do. So the manufacturer determines the identity of the product. Wow. The product doesn't determine its own identity. Other products do not determine the identity of a product. So mm. Samsung cannot say that you're an Apple. Techno cannot tell you. Only the manufacturer. Only the manufacturer. And Jesus taught it. Profound. Says flesh and blood. And then, says, wow. Now, Christ was not his surname. Christ was the essence of his existence. So when we talk identity, we're not only talking about who you are. We're talking about what you are. Mm. We're talking about why you are. So the whole concept of identity encapsulates who, what, why, and how you are. Deep. Mm. So it says you are the Christ. That's his essence, Savior. Mm. The one that will rescue humanity. The anointing with his anointing. Mm. That is his what. That is his why. That is his how. Not Jesus. Mm. So have you wondered what name you are supposed to pray in? Are you praying in the name that Mary and John gave him, Jesus? Or are you praying in the anointing and the essence of why he came? which is Christ. Wow. So when he says in the name of Jesus, he, he holds not as much power when you say in the name of Christ. Mm. Because you are releasing the essence of his existence, of, of why he existence. came, why he did all he did, why he did everything. That's every the name that we're supposed to use wow. with understanding and wisdom. Wow. So we, can, we, we call the name of the Lord God in vain, useless. When you when your phone wants to fall down, what do you say? Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. 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 So, so 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 that name, right? Jesus is really not his identity. Christ is his identity. Just like my name is Landry Olushola. Olushola is my own surname. Christ was not his surname. Mm. Christ was his essence. And it is therefore very important for us, right? You know, to ask ourselves, who am I? Why am I here? Can I, can I pause you there? So I remember one of your classes. It's unfortunate that you say you don't always remember, but that's why we do the things we do, and God, God bless you for all of us. So I remember one of your classes where you gave us an assignment like this. I know it wasn't necessarily called identity, but I think that that was when I started being sure of why I existed. And you gave us an, an exercise, and you said we should go and find our mantra. Mm. We should go and find out who we are. And that's when you talk, I think that day, if I can remember very clearly, you talked about how you came about the word, the catalyst. It was supposed to be a professional class, but anybody that has been part of our classes knows that it's, I don't know whether to call it coaching or spiritual or enlightenment or Bible school. But I remember that that was one of the assignments we're given. So some people already had their names because some of the people on that, on that platform were already coaches. Yeah. But what I did was that I went back to 
pray to ask God. Not necessarily. I wasn't necessarily. When I was going back, I wasn't expecting to hear something new. Based on all the exposures I'd gotten from the other facilitators, I knew that whatever I'm supposed to get is what is inside of me already. Just a confirmation. And that's when I came up with the name I Am Light. And then I realized that I live to bring light. And I remember one of those days while I was meditating on just lights. I mean, when you have things like catalysts, you know, other, and he, I just kept on hearing, I am light. And then there was a day the Holy Spirit said to me, he said, the world is dark as it is. And the darkness is because people have brought in that darkness or people have allowed themselves to be used to bringing darkness. And God said to me, in this time and season, I am raising, raising up people who will light up the world. And you are light. You know, as simple as that word. You know, it was supposed to be getting um, a coaching mantra or getting a coaching focus. No, it started from inside. It started working from inside. And I went around saying, the, in fact, at the office, I asked to change my name to Dr. Light <laughs> for a while. You know, but it started working on me first. So I was consciously showing up as light because something in my head switched to say, anywhere I find myself, I am sent here to light up this place. You know, and that's how much, that, that's also part of finding identity. It is so, so deep. You know, they say the quality of questions you ask determines the quality of answers you get. Mm. So, for you to be able to determine and, and, and get answers to, to your query or inquest about your identity, there are a few questions you need to ask. First is, who am I? But that's not as important as the second one. What's the second one? Who am I not? Who am I not? Mm. Because many of us want to be many people. One of wow. the biggest problems of identity crisis is, you know, I see a Beyonce, you know, and I want to be like, uh, I see, I see, you know, an Oprah, I want to talk like her. I see Moabudu, I, I want to dress like her. You are not them. And mm. so you need to first eliminate all that you are not. Wow. As that's you are seeking for what you, what you, you are. are. That, that, that's, 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 that's. Wonderful. The, the third one is, what are you? Mm. <clears throat> and then, what are you not? So, you said you are light. Please explain. And, and you see, God is it's just so awesome. Why do you think you are an optician? Before explain explain the whole concept of seeing. Wow, if if anatomy wise, you cannot define yourself as seeing if lights cannot pass through your eyes. Yeah. Wow. So so your essence is also reflective in your profession. So you've always been. So you are not just light. You help people see. Mm. So you are that illuminator. Right, that, that if there's darkness in their eyes, if they're not able to see clearly, you help them see. Because the, what's the essence of light? It's to drive darkness away mm. at all dimensions. So, so that tells you that you're not a human being. 
I mean, when God says you are light, light is, is light. It's not a human. Mm. That tells you that there's a water element to you. So it says that you are the salt of the earth. <laughs> salt is not human. Very and, true. and this is one of the biggest problems we have. We think we're human. We're not human. You no, are not a human being. <laughs> you are an electromagnetic being. You are an energy field. You are a spirit force. That's what you are first. Then you are having a human experience. Mm. Now, when the Bible says, and God created man in his own image after his likeness, the Bible also tells us what God is. Spirit. God is light. God dwells in light, unapproachable. So if you are created in his image after his likeness, then what are you? I'm also light. You are light. You are spirit. So, 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 so your real essence is invisible, is indestructible, is indomitable. Mm. That's your real essence. However, that essence of you, right, had to be put in a form. Very true. An earth suit so that you can you know meet other people and execute on mm-hmm. what you're supposed to mm-hmm. do here so the bible says and then god formed man from the dust of the earth so god created the spirit of man in his own image after his likeness and we're still talking identity because if you don't know what you consist of how can you be yourself how can you be the best of yourself how can you manifest yourself mm-hmm. so so your spirit had a form there was no connection. And then the Bible says, and God breathed into man. And man became a living soul. So spirit, soul, body. Comes together. Is you. Mm. So you are spirit with a mind. Living in an earth suit. But many people define themselves. By the earth suit. By the earth suit. So to find the essence of your existence, I say, strip yourself of your designer clothes, of your accessories, of your house, of your job title, of everything that you are going to leave behind. And when you are naked, right, looking into the mirror, into your your eyes, into your soul, they say the eyes are the windows of the soul, and you ask yourself, who are you? Who are you not? What are you? What are you not? Why are you here? What problems were you created to be the solution to? Wow. Who has a problem that you are a solution to? Where are they? And how can you best solve their problems? Uh, then you would have answered the who, the what, the how, and the why. Now, Within all those dynamics, right? You can say you are a spoon. <laughs> but, but if we say spoon, it really doesn't define every spoon or the functionality of every spoon. Mm. So there's this soup spoon. Yes. You can't eat rice. With soup spoon. With soup spoon. You eat rice with tablespoon. You drink soup with soup spoon. 
you dish with a soup spoon. So just saying that I'm a spoon is not enough. It's not enough. So you have to dig deeper because function is very, very critical to form. So God formed you, right, the way you are, six foot two, well built, for a reason. So your build is to complement your function. Intentional. It is, it says you were intentionally handcrafted. You were fearfully and wonderfully made mm. by the potter. Mm. So don't mess around with your form. Be, before it. before they create the iPhone, sorry, I use I'm using iPhone, the iPhone 13. It was not the form first; it was the function first. Because of the function, they had to create the form. They could not. They could not. That's why the the iPhone looks the way it is. That's why the Samsung looks the way it is. That's why the Techno looks the way it is. It is not form first; it is function. And you need to know what your function is and your functionality. And you have to ask the one who created you. created you for a reason mm. to function in a certain way. For who? Where? There is a where for your identity and your essence. Mm. There is a who for your identity and your essence. You know, there is a what. There is a how. So, so even if I am light and you are light, Right? There are different kinds of lights. There's fluorescent lights. There's laser lights. There's traffic light. There's car headlights. There's light that reflects into your eyes and give, gives you vision. There are different kinds of lights. Even here, we have different kinds different of lights. And each one has a different function. So, it is important for you to discover that function. Now, now bringing it back to success. When you know who you are and who you are not, when you know what you are and what you are not, when you know why you are here and the purpose for which you were created, when you know your functionality, the space that you are here for, who you are called to, right? Then you will create a life vision and a life mission. Mm. And then you will pursue that. When you are achieving it, you are successful. Wow, so that's success to that's you. That's the definition. And it makes you of feel success. whole inside. Feel satisfied, mm. accomplished. Now, now, if I send you on an errand, and I say, Dr. MC, you know, there's a friend of mine in Uyo who has serious you know, eyesight issues, and I know that you are the best eye soldier. I need you to help me on, you know, do that surgery so that that person can see. And you know, um, it's a it's, it's 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 time bound. I need you to do it by next week, and you know we agree. And then you food drag, and then you don't go for a month, and the person dies, and say, "Oh, I'm ready now." The person, right. the person is dead. And the person has lost their eyesight. It was a time sensitive thing. Would you say you succeeded in their assignment? No. So you. But you waited because there was a contract that you were chasing after. And that contract gave you two billion. Meanwhile, the essence for your existence was for you to save that guy's sight. 
Well, so you have missed what success really is. Your own, your own, your own. Yeah. Because at the end, I sent you a message. I would judge what Based success Based on what is. you accepted. So at the end of your existence here on earth, are you going to be welcomed by God? Will he say, welcome my good and faithful daughter? Enter into the joy of the Lord. Mm. Or are you going to measure by virtue of what everybody else is using to measure? Now, another thing about purpose is that there is a time. A time bound. And a season mm. for every purpose on the earth. Mm. Everybody's time and season is different. Some people's manifestation of their identity and purpose is three years, some is ten, some is seven. Wow. Some is so you're not in years. you're not in competition with anyone. And you know, the Bible talks about something my dad used to highlight a lot. Mm. He used to talk a lot about the sons of Isaka. He mm. would say every time he wanted to scold us about something, he would say, sons Go and study them. They understood time and seasons, yeah. you know. Um, let me take you back a bit, or let me just hit on something. You know, while you were talking about the who you are, what you are, when you took us through that journey, you pointed all the fingers back at us, meaning the answer is inside of you. So my, my question, or something I like it to highlight or no, talk about is, how do we balance it? Um... How do we find ourselves, um, or how do we show up as our authentic self, chasing our purpose, um, standing in our identity, when there's so much expectations from you? Or let me put it as this, how do you break out of other people's expectations of who you are supposed to be, to start living who, you're authentic, who you are authentically? So let me give this example. One of the things I realized personally was even loved ones have put me, even if we all do it to people we love. So we, we unknowingly, we subconsciously put people in buckets or in, we subconsciously define people. So for instance, I know David as a photographer and a media person. I know social person as my brother. I know another person as my friend. What happens is that the day, let me use Dave for example, because he's, he's trying to make us look beautiful. But the day someone tells me that David is contesting for Senate or House of Rep, there's something that rings in my bell to say, uh-uh, what is this one trying to do again? Is it not David? Is he not doing media? But one day I had to question, that's, that, that's the kind of thing I started to question. Number one, let me question myself. Why do I feel, why have I decided that David must live based on my definition of who I think he's supposed to be? Or why has David accepted that this is who I'm supposed to be? Somebody expects me to just be a mother. Somebody expects me to just be a doctor. Somebody just expects me to be a wife or sister. How do we break out of that expectation and still be happy with ourselves? There are a few things that are very key. Um, Number one, you know, is you have to have an intimate and personal relationship with your manufacturer. Wow, so it takes us back to God who created us. 
you know, because the answer comes from him. Mm. Or he's in you. So you're not looking for an external God. You are looking for the God that dwells inside of you. Mm. So you must you must silence all the noise around. Quieting all the noise, you must almost like go into a closet. Right? To reflect deep within you. To ask yourself a few questions. You know? They say that where you look determines the direction you go. Whatever you behold, you become. True. So you look within you. And you ask yourself, what talents, what gifts, and what passion, what treasures are buried in this earthen vessel? Mm. You look up to the one that knows all things. It's called the omniscient one. The one that formed you and created you and gave you the purpose and the identity even before you were born. You dropped into your mm. mother's womb. If you have lived many years, you look back. You look back at your antecedents. What are the things that people have always asked me? History. History always points you in the direction of the future. Mm. Check your history and ask yourself, you know, what is it that I've always done effortlessly? What is it that people have always asked me for? What is it that I've always been passionate about? What is it that around me has always made me angry? <laughs> and I just, cannot, I just cannot look away. I must, I'm, anywhere that thing happens, ah, I must become Voltron. Some, my muscle just, everything just takes over and, and I, you know, I can't, I can't help myself. I look back, I look ahead and I ask myself, you know, what legacy do I want to leave behind? Wow. I look around me at the problems that I always notice. That it seems like my eyes, I can't keep my eyes away from, from me. You have to look. And where you look determines what you find. Right, wow. God says seek. And you will find. And you will find. Say knock. And the door would be open and to you. And the door will be open. The question is what door are you knocking on? What information are you seeking? Where are you seeking information? Mm. There's a door inside of you that you need to knock on. There's deep information inside of you that you need to seek. There is the God that dwells inside of you that you need to find. Many people don't realize that there's a deposit of God in everybody. Um, Not just in Christians. Everyone. Hey, we are all created in the image and the likeness oh, of God. God. Wow. God breathed into us and we all became living souls. Mm. God dwells inside every single person. Look, what is the first thing that a child does when the child is born? Cry. Why do you think the child cries? The science says that the lungs, you know. It takes in a breath. Mm. <gasps> and it cries. What's the last thing that you do in life? Breath, the exhale. last breath, the exhale, you the exhale. last breath. Wow. Now, God gives you breath, and then he takes it in the end. I say that purpose announces, sorry, birth announces purpose, and death announces the end of purpose. So your identity and your purpose is no longer relevant. You will die. 
when you are alive, your purpose and your identity is still relevant. No matter the age? No matter the age. Thank <laughs> you.